Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and here we are at episode 33 of the Student Ministry Podcast. Today, we're going to be interviewing Augie Mueller. Augie is the associate pastor and youth pastor for Central Church of Christ in Griswold, Iowa. And, uh, and Augie and I have known each other a couple years now, and it's been cool to get to know him, but also uh, hear what God has been doing uh, through some hard times in his life over the years, but also to uh, to see what um, he's been doing recently. Um, it's been really cool to to just put all those pieces together and to hear Augie put all those pieces together because I know a lot of times um, there's several of us that have went through um, some difficult times trying to figure out and navigate um, the tough times of life and trying to figure out what God is doing in the midst of all that. And it's it's going to be great to, uh, to hear Augie talk about that, but also his transition and how he came into his current church and, uh, and the crossover between him and the last youth pastor. So we're going to talk a lot about transitions today, and uh, and it's going to be great with Augie. But before we dive into that conversation, we do want to thank our sponsors for today's podcast. First of all, WorkCamp NE. Their website is WorkCampNE.com, and if you have not checked it out, make sure you do so. If you are looking for a worship um, opportunity that involves service and and some elements of discipleship and and just it's an all around great experience for your students um, that gets them out and serving other people and interacting with with other uh, youth groups as well. Make sure you check out Work Camp's website and look into their summer camps that they run um, every summer. They run uh, three to four or five uh, camps every summer, but they also have opportunities. For, for private events. And so if you're looking to do something over a weekend or maybe a, another time of year, make sure you check them out and uh, let them know we sent you as well. And that'd be awesome. And uh, our other sponsor is the National Network of Youth Ministries. Uh, man, if you are trying to do this alone, and I know a lot of us have in the past, and maybe some of you still are trying to do this youth ministry thing alone, make sure you check out youthworkers.net. Uh, they are an awesome organization. That j- their goal is to really connect youth workers together. So youthworkers.net, find a network in your local area. If there's not one, start one. And uh, we're so grateful for what they do to make this podcast happen along with and before we jump into this interview with Augie today, I also want to encourage you, if this is your first time listening, make sure you subscribe so you can get these every time we put them out. We're right on right now on a monthly schedule, and uh, I want to encourage you to, to subscribe and, and send it to your friends. This is one of the ways that this uh, podcast can get out there is if you uh, do subscribe and share it with, with others that you know would enjoy these great stories and hear what God is doing in youth ministries across the country and around the world um, because that's the thing. It, this is, <laughs> honestly, um, everybody, this is not about me and never has been. The reason I do this podcast is because God is doing some awesome stuff around the world and and I just want to be the person that's helping to to make those stories known. And so, um, and your, your role in that is to share them. So please subscribe, please share it with others you know, and um, please make sure you leave a positive comment if you like what you hear. If you don't, that's fine. But if you do like what you hear, make sure you leave a positive comment on your podcatcher of choice, and that would be amazing. All right. With all that being said, let's jump into this conversation with Augie Mueller. Well, thanks so much for joining today, Augie. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. 
Cool, cool. Well, uh, we've gotten to know each other over the last couple of years, uh, mostly through DYM has been uh, yeah. kind of the the initial contact and kind of try to stay in contact throughout the year and see what's going on in your ministry and you know things are a little kind of back and forth a little bit and everything. But uh, but for those that that don't know you yet or or maybe just know your name and that's about it, um, I'd like to start off with uh, just a, a simple question of like to ask what your story is, like where where has God brought you? Um, over the years to, to get you where you are today. Yeah. Like I could go on forever about this. The story is pretty long. It seems like, but uh, <laughs> at 19 years old, I was uh, diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is a uh, autoimmune disease that basically eats at your colon and eats at your joints. And um, at 20 years old, I had my colon removed, which really kind of altered my life. That's also where I really kind of found out that following God was more than just um, something you, check off as a checklist, but you actually pursue him in a personal relationship. Uh, and with that, I started to grow more in Christ. And uh, after the hospital visits, I kind of continued to grow. And then uh, I really felt the calling, even when I was 12, way back in the day, which you know, I'm 39 now, but when I was 12 years old, I was like, you can be a youth pastor. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go do that. And so I always thought that in the back of my mind, it'd be really like, I thought it'd always be fun to do. But as I continued to kind of go on, I realized um, that I was really good at, at just relating to youth, which is kind of something that's really weird to be able to be good at, you know, <laughs> a 30-year-old to be able to do that. But um, I was a youth pastor at a few churches, but I didn't have a degree in the in middle of America. That's kind of a bad thing. Uh, and as I kind of continued to go on, I did all kinds of jobs, like retail jobs. And I mean, I've done it all at Walmart, if you want to know. Like, <laughs> I've done it all. But... Uh, I never was really happy. And one day I just kind of realized, uh, had a, actually a youth friend, youth pastor come to me and he's like, you're wasting your life. You need to be a youth pastor. Mm. So I went through, uh, four years of college, which to me kind of showed me that I could do it. It also showed the churches that I was willing to stick with it. And, uh, went to a church, uh, during that time I was at college and that church was amazing. And, uh, it's totally backwards and just had a lot of, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, went to a church camp. Uh, I, I yelled at a, a staff member, got fired from that church, uh, cause I yelled at a staff member at camp. Um, but I deserve that cause I was a little arrogant still, but, um, had kind of a, a rough patch of life this last year. Uh, I had a, what they call a mental stroke, which my brain basically thinks that I had a stroke, but I didn't have a stroke. Wow. Uh, and then, um, my wife had a miscarriage uh, but through the whole time, we just kept saying, God, we honor you no matter what. We honor mm-hmm. you no matter what. Um, and it was really hard some days. And I was working at FedEx, you know, pulling in hours at 3 in the morning, throwing boxes on trucks. And mm-hmm. uh, this church came calling in January, and they said, hey, we'd, we'd like to have a conversation with you. And I said, absolutely. Uh, and they said, you're our guy. It's just going to take a while for us to go through this process with you. And I said, okay. Um, so from January through March, I was their guy. And they said, hey, we want to hire you. We still have the other youth pastor here. He's not leaving until June. But what we want you to do is we want you to come on Wednesdays and Sundays and talk with him and learn from him and just meet the kids. And so we did this transition that's just unheard of where there's both youth pastors there at the same time kind of doing handing off the reins and learning yeah. from each other and, just, and really supporting each other, which is really, really cool. That's cool. Uh, and then I got brought on full time here at uh, Central Church of Christ in Griswold, Iowa, which is in the middle of nowhere. 
<laughs> but it, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I've lived in a larger town for so many years. It's kind of fun to go back to a small town and go, oh, that's right. Before I walk across the street to my house, I'll know everything that's going on. This is amazing. <laughs> so, but God has, God has really brought us here, and it's been amazing. Um, it's been a crazy ride, too, because the first three weeks I was here, I did VBS and then church camp and then church camp. Yeah. So it was never actually here in the building. Right. But yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of my story, man. Yeah. I, I, I kind of know what that's like in, in terms of showing up, you know, right in the middle of the summer and, and, you know, being thrown into camps and everything else as well. That yeah. was, that was kind of what I felt like uh, last summer when I arrived and was like, oh yeah. Um, finally, you know, you feel like you've been doing the work for like, you know, three or four weeks, but you actually don't know the church yet. So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. maybe I should get to know the rest of the people here. <laughs> right. It kind of set a precedent, though, because, like, people come in my office and are surprised I'm in my office. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's maybe a good expectation as long as you're working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, so did you grow up in a in a Christian home or was that uh, something that kind of developed a little later on in life? Uh, my, my parents always went to church and my dad uh, actually did the same thing that I did. He went back to church. He went back to college, uh, in his thirties and graduated right close to being 40 and, and became a pastor. And so we moved, I moved around a lot and we didn't stay in the same areas either. Like, uh, I'm originally from a a small town called Hoskins, Nebraska, which is up by Norfolk, which is famous for Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm. In case anybody wants to know. And, uh, we, we moved from there to, um, let me see. We went from Norfolk to, uh, Kentucky and from Kentucky to Kansas and Kansas to Oklahoma. So okay. I've gotten to see some multiple cultures cause those are all different cultures. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that I grew up as a pastor's son from like 10 years old on. Um, so I just followed my dad and learned a lot of things and learned how bad leadership is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But how, how well good leadership works too. I learned that by just kind of observing. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that it didn't not necessarily like push you away from the church because I think a lot of times when people see that other side of things, it uh, can have a negative reaction as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So you, you've not really been at your church too long uh, yet, but I'm sure you know you, things are going and um, uh, in terms of programming and, and your ministry and everything. So yeah, my next question is basically, what's what's your ministry look like? Um, what it, what's it what's it look like for a typical week um, for you and your programming and and all that sort of thing? Yeah, uh, so we're still exploring what it actually looks like, but I'll tell you what we do right now. Okay. Uh, we, we, our school is a block north of our, our, yeah, north of our church. So that really opens up a lot of avenues to being able to see the kids as they walk home. And, and we're literally between them and the town. So they have to walk by our church pretty much. So, um, <clears throat> right now we're exploring the opportunities to, uh, have a gym that we just put onto our building, um, be more open for the high schoolers and junior hires after school. Uh, okay. That's probably not going to go into effect till next year. We tried it this this Wednesday, and it, people showed up. But we we want to make it more than just a couple of kids. Um, so we, Wednesday night is our main programming night. Uh, we have anywhere between uh, sixty and eighty kids come through our doors on a Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, it's just it's crazy. Uh, we have a big gym and it's a madhouse. Just <laughs> balls flying everywhere. People flying. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just like, how did you, how did you fall down when you were already on the floor? Like, I don't get this. <laughs> um, and then, so we do junior high at six thirty or middle school is what they call it here. 
uh, which is sixth, seventh, and eighth, and we basically get an hour with them. And so we take them, and we have a, a specific youth room we go to, and we do a game, and then we break up in the small group, and then we do a worship, and then we do a lesson. And that seems to work really well for our small small town kids. And then okay. we wash, rinse, and repeat the same thing at high school. It starts at eight. So we okay. basically kick all the middle schoolers out uh, at 7.45, and all the high schoolers are already there because – there's nothing to do in the small town. So they show up at six 32 and they just <laughs> hang out in the gym and they help us out of the church a lot. They do a lot of small service projects, which is really cool. Cool. And then we also do a uh, Bible school on Sunday morning, which seems like so old school and retro. Hmm. We have 10, 12 kids show up and it's amazing because they have great questions. And that's kind of what our programming looks like. We also do these thing called fifth quarter. If you guys okay. know what that is after football games, they walk over to our church and we'll have 140 kids. Wow. In our, and that's just high schoolers and junior hires. It's just crazy to be like, this is pretty much the whole high school and junior high. And they, they hang out and eat food. And I've been doing games with them and uh, using the DYM Sidekick app, by the way. Cool. got to shout out that. But <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's just a great opportunity to see kids who don't normally come to church and, and see them not want to talk to you. And then like 10 minutes later, they're joking with you. Yeah. It's one of our biggest outreaches throughout the year, and it's really cool to see. So that's what our programming looks like uh, on a normal school schedule. Cool. So, so I'm, inher- I'm, I'm assuming you inherited all of that that structure when you came in, or was it, did you add any of that or change any of that yet? Um, I tried not to make too many changes. I changed a lot in the room. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like I changed a lot, but we added a TV so they could see a screen. There was only a whiteboard up until then. Okay. And then we, I also added a sound system. Uh, and so that, that's a huge change for this room. Uh, it doesn't seem like it to me or anybody else, but it's, it's a huge change for these kids. Uh, I also got rid of a bunch of old nasty moldy couches, which was (laughs) just like the world had ended the first week. Everyone's like, there's no couches. (laughs) Of course. Chairs. They're, they're nice padded chairs. Shut up. You realize you were risking (laughs) your life by sitting on those. (laughs) (laughs) Let me show you this black mold that you will die from. I didn't change a whole lot. I did add worship. We didn't have worship before. Okay. And that was really hard because um, I don't sing well. I can play guitar, but I don't sing well. Mm-hmm. And so they have to hear me sing until we can get some more people that <laughs> have more confidence in singing in front of their peers. Yeah. But we have added that feature. The kids like it a lot. Um, I'm trying not to add a whole lot or change a whole lot. Yeah. But down the I, I do see that there are going to be changes. And it's just a, like a, a leadership personality. Yep. You know it. But he has their own form and style, and so yeah. Right, right. So that was so. What I'm hearing mostly, it seems like you've been more enhancing what was already there, um, making small changes, but yeah, saving the big ones for later, which is at least what I was taught um, in in Bible college to do as well, and from my mentors, and and it's it seems to have paid off for the most part. I had, I ended up making a big change when I came on board um, here in pro in terms of programming. And it was a change that I did not want to make in my first year, but it kind of, it seemed like the really right, the right decision, all leadership and everything was behind it. And, and all the volunteers were behind it, but I felt so weird making it like yeah. two months after I got here. I was like, no, yeah. The hard thing about changes is, is like, we don't may not see it as a big change, but it's a drastic change, oh, especially yeah. if you do it over time. Like we've, we've done some painting and we've done some other things that are just small little incremental things, but it happened throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. But for people who didn't come throughout the summer, it's a massive change. Right. Right. And that's the, that's so hard to remember is like kids don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually just went through a, um, a series, uh, from XP three, um, all about change 
and mm-hmm. the idea, you know, from from Hebrews that, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can continue to lean, lean on Him even in the middle of our our changing world all the time. And uh, and so um, through that, we we realized how resistant our students are to change, um, both in their personal life and in church life and everything too. And so even thinking through next summer for like our summer camp, I'm thinking about changing things up, and I'm like, oh great, I got to think yeah. through how, what kind of resistance am I going to get from this because this could be this could be it. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, so talk to me a little bit about that, uh, that transition from, from you coming on and the, the other youth pastor still being there. Like, how did that, how did that work other than you kind of just observing, was there any sort of strategic, um, steps that, that took place that would be helpful for, for other people to, to hear if they, they end up in a situation like that, maybe passing their ministry on to someone or, or following someone? Yeah, yeah. I th- actually, I I really wish that we could write a book on it because it was a, it's an experience I think everybody should transition in ministry with. But it it was there's not really a set strategy like we're going to do this. There we go. It was more of like let's sit down, let's talk about what's going to happen this week, let's talk about what's going to happen next week. So we have an idea, and so next week when we came to it, we had already an idea of what was going to happen. And it was just kind of a review, and maybe we'll oh, let's change this because your personality is this, and my personality is this, so it'll work well with this. And, um, it was very strategic. Like we did it. We shot a video that was promoting the last night of, of igniting gap is what we call our middle school in high school meetings. Uh, and I usually play the idiot in the video. Uh, and he goes, no, 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 you cannot play the idiot because if you play the idiot, everybody will think you're dumb for the rest of your time here. That makes but if sense, I yeah. play the idiot, everybody knows I'm already who I am. But if I play the idiot, it's going to be way better. And so we did strategic things like that to where it made me have a successful win already with them because I, I, I was the one that knew the answers. I was the one that had the answers. That's cool. So we did that as a strategy. And the other, the other thing we did is whenever people had questions and they went to the other youth pastor, mm-hmm. he would say, you know, that's a great question for Augie. Go ask him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh man, I think doing those two things, not looking like an idiot and, and really sending the people to the new guy really builds that guy up. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's so impactful because it's like, why don't they come to me is often what you feel like, why don't they come to me because I'm here too. And you're right. like, Oh wait, they are coming to me because he's helping me out. It was amazing. That's really cool. And it seems like you just had the, the, just the best mindset of setting you up for success, which, yeah. which is huge. That, that's so cool. Um, cause I think you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of us come in, you know, after other youth pastors that were here and we're not necessarily, maybe there's not any time of, of crossover at all, but even if there right. is, there may be this sense of, competition or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and that's, that's never good for, for right. a good transition at all. Absolutely. Wow. So anything else that, that you learned from that specific situation or, or maybe even, um, just in your, your transitions, um, kind of transitioning into our, our, my last question, I, I'm sure you've learned a lot through the years of, you know, ups <laughs> and downs with your health stuff. And then also, you know, trying to find the, the church that God really wanted you to serve in and everything. Um, what are some tips that, that you learned through the years that you'd like to share with, uh, with our audience today? Yeah, I, I have a couple. I, I always try to remind myself of this. Uh, first of all, if, you got to make sure you fit. And if you're not fitting in a place and you're not creating something to where you fit into a place, you're probably on the way out. And that's really hard to hear. It's hard to understand that. But like the last church I was at, I was kind of on the way out already, like mentally, but I wasn't ready to be there yet. 
and I re- I realize this now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, I realized that I, I not I basically created myself out of a job, mm. which is great. It's awesome. But I wasn't willing to move on yet. And uh. I should have been willing to move on. I mean, I had multiple opportunities to move on. I just didn't I just didn't feel like it was right yet. And that was my own personal pride getting in the way of the fact that like I didn't fit in. I, I wasn't doing anything that someone else couldn't have done already there and people were already doing there. Um, and instead of creating something new for me, I was just staying there. So uh, being stagnant and, and not wanting to realize it's time to move on. Cause if you stick around too long and time to move on, it hurts more, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, and the other, another thing I've learned is really, it comes down to, it's easy to sit there and make something about yourself, you know, I've done youth ministries where it was all about me, all about Augie, you know, Augie this, Augie that. Mm. Um, they called it my Augnation. You know, they was Octopia, <laughs> you know, Octopia existed, and they would send us to the room that said, "Go to go to Octopia." And I'm like, no, "Really?" And it became all about me, and, and that really destroys the the idea that there is a, a ministry that's for God's kingdom instead of you. Yeah. And as easy as it is to let your pride get and take that and run and be like, "Yes, it's all about me," and it's. Ministry is not something you do alone. And even if you're in a small community, we're in a community of 900 people, and this ministry is not done by itself. We have 12 people that come on a Wednesday night, and we always want more because we want people to be involved because ministry is not just one person deal. Yeah. You know, Jesus did ministry with 12 people. The disciples did ministry with all kinds of other disciples. It wasn't just one person. Even Paul went with, you know, Timothy, Titus, um, John Mark and all those guys like yeah. it's not something you do alone. And as, as dumb as it sounds, you have to have someone else. Um, this last year, the DOM community is the reason why I'm still in ministry. And, mm-hmm. you know, 100 is just one of those things where it fell at the right time where it was like, yes, I needed this. I needed to recover with you guys. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been so cool to, to be a part of that. And, and yeah, just, just you know, a couple of weeks ago at DYM 200 this year, just reminded again, it seemed like everything was really shouting at me what kind of what you were saying there at the end, like, stop, stop trying to do it alone. Like, and not that I'm really trying to do it alone, but I think sometimes I get in that kind of mindset because I'm surrounded by a team of volunteers, but am I leaning on them as much as I should? Am I, am I handing things off as much as I should, or am I trying to do it all? Right. Exactly. So... Man, Augie, it's been great to have you on today. Um, I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you and uh, and find out a little more about your story. Um, and so, what's what's the, where's the best places for people to connect with you online? Yeah, I uh, I have a vlog. They can go to YouTube. It's Augment A U G G M E N T. I have Twitter, um, Instagram that they can follow too. That's A U G G M E N T. That's those are the best places to communicate with me. Um, they can also email me at my church, which is Augie at griswoldchurch.org. Cool, cool. And talk, talk to us a little bit about your vlog. Like, what's uh, what's the content usually like? A little, and uh, you know, kind of what can people expect to see up there? Uh, they can expect to see a lot of stupidity and <laughs> just things that I'll either be talking about what has happened, or if I'm confident enough to pull out the camera, I'll show them what's happening and just talk about things that have impacted me, things that I've been learning from God or learning from the community on how I can apply it to my life and maybe they can glean from it. It's just kind of like a week to week highlight of what's going on. Um, if you watch it from week one to now, which is now we're a whole year later mm-hmm. and uh, 58 weeks in now, uh, you can really see how God worked on my heart and really broke me and rebuilt me. It's really wow. cool. 
That's cool. Really cool. Cool. Well, again, thanks so much for, for being on today and yeah. may God bless your ministry. Yeah, God bless you too, man. All right. Oh, man. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Augie. I know I did. I love talking with Augie because he's had some rough times in his life, both with some health stuff and, and trying to figure out what God is doing in his life. And it's been really cool to to see that happen over the last couple of years and uh, to, to hear on a regular basis what's going on. And I, I'm so glad that you guys got to hear that today. Um, if you have not connected with Augie yet, if you're not already pulled up your phone and made sure you checked out his vlog on YouTube or his his social media, make sure you do that. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the Student Ministry Podcast. We're at uh, Twitter. Um, we're at Stu Men Pod. That's S T U M I N P O D. We're also on Facebook. Um, just search for the Student Ministry Podcast. And um, and make sure again that you subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, um, whatever you use: Podbean, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Overdrive, whatever it is. Uh, wait, Overdrive's not that. It's Overcast. That's right. Um, Whatever you guys use, um, make sure that you do subscribe and and share it with others. And um, you can also connect with me on Twitter at Steve Cullum. That's S-T-E-V-E-C-U-L-L-U-M. And uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's student ministry podcast. It's always a blessing for me to do these episodes and to talk with youth pastors all around the world, but uh, to also share them with you because God is doing some great stuff and it's, it's such an opportunity to, uh, to share them with you and uh, to play a little, little bitty role in, in that. Uh, we do want to thank our sponsors once again, WorkCamp NE. Their website is WorkCampNE.com. That's W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com. And uh, make sure you check them out for your any sort of like service-based uh, mission camp opportunity. And uh, also make sure you check out youthworkers.net for the National Network of Youth Ministries. We're incredibly grateful for their sponsorship and what they do to connect youth workers in networks uh, around the country. Um, make sure that you check them out, especially if you've been doing youth ministry on your own. Make sure you check them out and connect with some other youth workers in your area. All right, that's episode 33 in the books. Uh, We'll be back next month with another great story. But until then, may God bless your ministry.